What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Builders of Web3 show. My name is Antonio Ivanovsky, and today I have a very special guest that I'm very excited to chat about, Delphon Druel. I met on LinkedIn. I loved his work. We got connected, and here we are today. Welcome, Delphon. Hi, welcome. Um, it's nice talking to you. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. I know you're very busy especially with all you do on LinkedIn and you give people your free time, which we're going to talk about. So why don't we start about you telling us a little bit about your background before this Web3, uh, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, I was born in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 35 years old. I have a wife, I have a kid, a two-year-old kid. I live in France, as you can hear in my weird accent in a city called Nantes, it is on the West Coast. And I've been working for 12 years now in different fields. I started with a weird project. Uh, I, I built a company and we, were the, we made a world tour of all the electronic music festivals. And that was for a year and a half. And it was a crazy job interviewing DJs and stuff like this. Uh, this was completely crazy. And, and with that, I love the video production part because we were filming. So after that, I created an, another company and we made video production for companies for uh, L'Oréal, Carrefour and big companies like this, but it was more videos. And yeah, I made, I made it for three years. And after this, I had different experience in marketing, sales. I built two other companies. I made some game design also. So it's very different and I, I like to change every three years uh something i want something new and the web3 is new so i like it so how did you go into web3 you did like video production game design and now web3 and are you planning to change in three years move on to something new from now <laughs> let's uh, let's in 2025 let, let's see yeah it will be web web4 probably web4 uh, <laughs> My first entry doors was crypto. I made investment and I've been, it's, it's been three years now. First, I made a, a lot of mistakes and, and I learned by doing and by investing my money. Now uh, it's a little bit better, but it was my first entry doors. Then a year ago, I heard about NFTs. Like, uh, just, I heard about it and I was speaking with, uh, I was working at that time in a motion design studio. Uh, I was at the sales team, but I was working with 3D artists, 2D artists, and some of them were speaking about NFT, how to, they, they will be able to be monetized and of their work, of the digital work. And for a couple months, I was very like uh, skeptical. I didn't think it was something. And one day, some people I know just become very rich with NFT. <laughs> So it intrigues me and I went on the concept and here I fall, it was like seven months ago, probably, yeah, eight months ago, I completely fall in the rabbit hole, read through rabbit hole and uh, yeah, I, I read a lot, watch everything I could watch, learned about, uh, I was doing my own stuff just to know how, how it works, you know, how to mean, what is the gas fee when you have to pay it? you understand what is a gas fee, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I went really far in the, in the hole here. 
That's the thing. I, I don't know anybody who started in Web3 or NFTs going down the rabbit hole and they said, oh, no, this is not for me. I'm just going <laughs> to go back to what I was doing. It's like same thing with me. Once I started, you keep digging and you're just deeper and deeper until. Yeah, it, it, it's because you open doors, actually, because there is you open one doors and behind that door, there is three doors and you open another doors and, and you can love this Web3 things in different ways. You can love gaming with play to earn. Play to earn. You can go love the DAO or the DeFi or the NFT. And and in the NFT, you can love the art part. You can love the speculation part. There is many entry doors to to the Web three. So you, it's for you to choose, right? <laughs> right. And I the one part that I I love and I really agree with what you said is until you you actually like burn some gas and spend some money where you're not supposed to you're not going to learn you know i i i was reading for a long time and trying to understand that but until i bought an nft for 50 dollars and paid 100 dollars in gas by mistake <laughs> because i didn't realize what i was doing that's when yeah. you start actually understanding it i have two two funny story here the first time i made a move of money between two exchange. I, I don't know, I, something went wrong on the copy paste something and I just lost 200 euros like, like that, just disappeared somewhere in the blockchain. <laughs> this is the first time I made a, a move of money from an exchange for another one. So for the two next months, I was like, I don't wanna go here. So this is the first story. And the second story is I made some artworks, some art, but I'm not a, a very good artist, but I, I tried to, and I, I, I went on OpenSea and a buyer just bought my heart and it was like hundred euros, uh, you know, but I had to pay 150 in gas, <laughs> gas fee. So I was like, okay, so I'm selling you the things and I will lose money. All right, this is gas fee, right? <laughs> yeah, I bet you'll never forget about that one. Exactly. So that's 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 really awesome. So how how do you recommend one get involved in the Web three community? Is it just like we're talking about now, just diving in and see where it takes you? Or yes, I think you. The first thing you can do is like not read the big covering media uh, i think you go you should go deeper in in discord group in twitter in linkedin linkedin is a good place and find some valuable uh, sources like people involved and you have to learn the the wording because there is some weird world uh, in that uh, in that space you know so yeah read about watch the videos um on youtube there is good and bad videos so you have to 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 learn to watch for the good one there is good sources what i did recently I, i've been you know watching and reading a lot of things for the last uh, year and i said okay there's a lot of people asking me for resources so i just two weeks ago i think or maybe 10 days ago i just built a website in a week and there is like 300 resources here books podcasts newsletters articles I don't know, movies a lot of things red free related so i think it's a good place to find some value here and what's the what's the name of the website i should buy the i did buy the name of the 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 site it's superfolks.io okay. but currently 
at that time, but maybe it will change in two days. It's superfolks.puri.app. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll share that in the show notes, and by the time the yeah. podcast is out, then we're gonna we're gonna put it in the description. I, I I saw the site. I stumbled upon it. There's great resources, so I loved it. it um, it's a good site, and there is also the inevitable courses. It's like five emails and and five lessons about NFTs. So it's not about all the web three, but it's about NFTs. And it's a good entry doors here for uh, uh, very beginner people. So before we talk about some other stuff, I want to ask you, and this is kind of like a personal curiosity of me, is how is LinkedIn, do you, or like, how do you feel being on LinkedIn a creator for, for NFTs? Because from what I hear, or, you know, like once you get into the space, everybody talks about it's Twitter is the place to be. And, you know, like the Twitter people don't really like our the LinkedIn people always, you know, they, like there's always memes going back and forth and stuff like that. Uh, so how has that been for you? And do you, are you active on Twitter? And if not, are you, do you sometimes feel like that FOMO out there? Yeah, I was really, really active a few years ago on, on Twitter, but probably three years ago, I quit every social media network everything i just delete every account on facebook twitter instagram a lot of shit. I, I shut down social media and i kept uh linkedin because right. uh for my job i was my last job i was a sales and i use it as a sales to contact prospects and and clients and i knew the value of linkedin because there is this is a big a smaller community you, you cannot have 200,000 followers or, and it's not followers, like connections. But you have really, really interesting one-one discussion here. There is a lot of fantastic people that brings value on their posts. And today, 100% LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter, have an account, but I'm just watching it. I'm just like, you know, scrolling in the morning and in the evening, uh, looking for the info I'm looking for. But right now, sometimes it's like, yeah, just FOMO things like, uh, do you want to go on this waste list and stuff like this and say, there is less of this on LinkedIn and there is more value on LinkedIn, I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's I, yeah. So about me, I, I have kind of been building my audience on LinkedIn more for the data science side now for like the Web3 world. But every time I open up Twitter, you know, like you see the big threads and stuff, but that's also been a, a source of a couple of times where I've gone into a project, it was because of Twitter and every single time it has failed and it's cost me some money. So necessarily yeah. just because it's on Twitter and people are saying it doesn't mean it's going to be like the best, the best choice for you. It, it's a useful tool when you know how to use it. Twitter is fantastic. And when you follow the right people, it's super cool. But on LinkedIn, yeah, it's less FOMO and it's it's really easy to get one-on-one uh, -one discussion with Web3 people. Like, just drop a message and 10 minutes later, you have an answer and you start the conversation. It's crazy. Based on what I saw in your profile, you have a calendar and you allow people to book 15 or 30 minute slots and you, to consult them with their NFTs for free? Uh, yeah, that's it. Wow. Once a week, every Wednesday. I open 20 slots 
and it's 20 slots of 15 minutes. So it's a big day for me. And yeah, it, it, it's free. The problem is, is that there is a lot of demand. So the next, I think, uh, free slots are in ab- half of April or something like this, or maybe now probably in, by the end of April. So I, I try to do my best to have a, as many discussions as possible. I keep this day where actually I don't get money, but I get so much good discussion. I learn a lot also from those project leaders. I try to give in 15 minutes some some ideas, some inputs, putting people in touch with other people sometimes. I try to do my best in the time valuable. But uh, yeah, I I love this day. Uh, I'm very tired by the end of the day, but uh, I love that. And also on... um, a sales perspectives because I have a sales background. Ten percent of those calls transform to clients, so this oh, wow. is also useful for my business. You know, that's awesome. So, what do you now do for the for the money making side, right? When you're not giving away your your time for free, um, it, it was hard to find what I do because I, I didn't know what to put uh, to put a name on it. I went full web three in January. So it's quite, it's been two, more, less than two months, two months and a half, you know, something like this. My first entry doors was last year when with the motion design studio, we were working on 2D assets, 3D assets, generative arts and stuff like this for NFT projects. And those NFT project leaders were asking me, and I don't know why, but probably some, some, inputs on marketing, on sales, on community, because they saw me on LinkedIn, stuff like that. So, so here I was just chatting with them and giving some info. And in January, I spoke to a little bit more than 300 project leaders in six, six weeks, I think. And here it was completely free. I was just talking with people to know what, where they're, they're paying, their problem. Uh, and I spotted like, four verticals on the project that there is some pain. The first is the design. The second is the tech, technologic. Uh, the second, the third one is marketing and communication. And the last one, which is a problem, but not everybody care, is the legal, uh, <laughs> legal things. So here I was listening to them. I said, okay, how can I help? So I give some advice. I put people in touch with... Uh, developers, with designers, with 3D designers, with uh, uh, marketing agencies and stuff like this. Um, I was getting paid by by this. I was like uh, 10% of what those people were doing uh, was for me. Um, but in the end, the fun was in helping and giving my, my brain juice, you know, some, some info because I know a lot of projects and I know how it works and I know what it doesn't work. And so now what I'm doing most of my time is from one hour to a day, I do strategic consulting on, it very depends on the clients, but sometimes they just don't know about NFT and they want to learn uh, how can I make a project? Uh, what does that involve? Do I need design? Do I need tech? So we're going, we talk about the smart contract. We talk about uh, Discord, we talk about marketing, and here I just make a big picture of the project to explain them how it works and what they are, uh, what they will be able to do and what they have to do in, in the future. 
What is a white paper? Uh, what you have to put on a white paper? What is a roadmap? How to bring utility in the project? How to bring value before the uh, before the means? How to bring value to the community? Uh, this is what the idea I can I can give. And yeah, sometimes it's bigger workshop. It's a day of workshop for companies. And here we go deeper on on subjects uh, with different people on the company. And yeah, I, I, I love that actually. I really like that awesome. actually. Sounds a lot of fun. I mean, props to you for just taking that step and be like, I'm going all in on this and let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, um, awesome. the, it, I don't know if it's an art choice, but I, I did have money in the bank at that time. I said, okay, I have six months where I can do something new. After six months, I will not have any more money. I will have to pay for the kids and for the house. So if it doesn't work, yeah, that's fine. I will find another job in Web2 and in two weeks. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Just try. And and you're well, it, it did work in, in very quickly. So that was great. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. So I'm going to take the conversation a little bit about NFT projects. You know, everybody's talking about it. You have a lot of experience that you you work with a lot of companies. What kind of would you say is there one thing that kind of separates a successful NFT project from one that's maybe ha like not successful? That's a good question, and to, to to precise your question is what is a successful project? Because yeah. sometimes you can see uh, a drop uh, that can be successful because they sold out. But beyond that, there is no, no much value, uh, no much utility, and, and the funders will just run away with the money, you know? Yeah. So it could be a successful in, in, in terms of money for the funders, but it's not a success for the community, right? Yeah. So, and, and I think some, some valuable projects don't use the FOMO system, don't use the the drop shipping system of how to to make a lot of money very quickly uh, with a, a community with hundred thousand uh, people on discord in two weeks yeah we know that um, and those people are, are struggling sometimes um, but they have a, a fantastic pro, uh, project so it's a little bit weird um, but now what i'm saying what I see, it's people that want to get involved with NFT and Web3 projects, but sometimes it's not for the right reason. So I'm just telling them, okay, you have this company, Web2, for example, you have a, a product, you want to do NFT, but why? And the reason should be, why are you doing that? Do you need NFT? Is it just for because of the NFT word and metaverse word and blockchain words, buzzword? Or is it because you you know that there is a utility here. So the first question, and I go deep here, is how to bring this utility and to create a project that will speak to, to the community. That, that's the first thing. It's like the vision. This is really important. If you don't have a vision in your project, if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a, a long-term vision, not a three-month vision, well, Probably you, you can have a success, a small success, but you won't be able to repeat the success over time. Right. No, definitely. Yeah, I'm all about like long-term projects that hopefully, and that's, the, so I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. 
I know some people <laughs> like him, some people don't, but he says it. And I think based on what I'm seeing from the project he's doing is, well, he says like book games are forever, or he says he wants to, his V friends, he wants, he's looking that out in the next 45 years, right? He's not just looking for the next three months, how to just make the most money and call it quits. So that's definitely an, an important aspect. How yeah, do th you... things oh. things are sorry, excuse me. Things are moving really fast in that field. Where you know what we say, like uh, a week is a year in Web three. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you should not have a three years or five year vision on on your project. Every founders of startup and big project like this, because an NFT project for me is is a startup. You know, you have to gather a team and, and in different fields and have to do something. But you have to have. A, three to five years vision on your project, you know, and to bring value during that time. So what is it, you mentioned the team, let's say you, you're starting a, if, if I was starting, let's say an NFT collection, I'm a data scientist. So let's say something around data science to give to my, to my like LinkedIn com member community, right? What, what would you say are like, do you need a team? Can somebody do it by themselves? Is it better like to get a couple people? Maybe one does marketing, another one does tech, or what is, is there like a minimum requirement? It, it, it really, no, the minimum is one person. <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, and maybe later there will be AI that will do NFT by themselves. But right now, one person is enough. You have a lot of people that are doing great things alone. Uh, artists, uh, photographers, uh, stuff like this, and, and even bigger project when the people can do everything and don't sleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, one people is enough. You can mint your own uh, art on OpenSea. You can uh, do the communication and the, the marketing on your own Discord, or you can not have a Discord and just use LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, it's enough. If you go in a deep, in a bigger project, Let's say, for example, a 10,000 drop of PFP uh, NFT. Uh, here, at least, I think you need five people on the different verticals. Probably somebody will lead the design. And on the design, I mean 2D, 3D, generative arts, probably the website design and stuff like this. You will need a tech team or a tech guy that will be able to do the smart contract. Um, because probably you don't want to use a simple smart contract. You probably don't want to do something a little bit more complex. So here you will need one, at least one people and probably more. And you will need the marketing communication here. In fact, your job as a founder will be to project management, all this. And on the communication and marketing, there is different things. There is community management, but also moderation, you know, on the Discord. If you go on a big project, you cannot do that alone. Uh, you, you don't have time to do that alone. You have to think about a lot of things and just manage to have all those pieces of the project working together. Yeah, no, definitely that makes that makes sense because and I think like growing a community especially, I mean it's it's a it's a full time job. Uh, but if you were a if somebody who is like a one person and who's a photographer stuff, do you believe that they is it a must have basically to have like a discord channel and stuff, or is that just like the bigger projects kind of going towards that way? I would love to say that you don't need a discord because I'm not a huge discord fan. Actually mm -hmm. I'm on discord. Yeah. Because you have to, but I'm not a huge fan of discord. Right. So 
you have to, I think, have a Discord because that's where people are talking and stuff like this. But I think that if you already have a community, let's not call it Web2 community, but like a normal community, you were working for a long time on Instagram, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, any space. Your goal here is to be very consistent with your content. And I had a discussion like was yesterday or the day before with the people and artists, and she was saying to me, uh, how should I call myself? Uh, an NFT artist or artist? I say, well, just artist. The NFT is not the medium. The NFT is a way for you to get paid in a, in a good way because you will get royalties and stuff like this. But you are not an NFT artist. In fact, you are an artist doing painting, doing sculpture and stuff like this using the nft technology yeah and i think the consistency of the content and to every day talk about your work for a long period of time is important i knew a guy now he sold a very expensive uh, art on on OpenSea, but he started like a month uh, a year ago and he was doing nothing for eight months but it was trying hard, trying hard. And now it's like, like just boom. Wow, that's great to hear. Speaking of like OpenSea and like the gas fees that we spoke about before, for smaller, smaller artists. I mean, I love, by, by the way, I, I have to say that I love that you're an artist, right? NFTs are just a technology. Like if you're a, if you are a developer or something, you're you know you're not gonna call yourself like a C sharp developer, right? You're a developer and you do everything you need to do. But about Open C regards, and I, I get it for the big projects, right? Board Ape should be on Ethereum. Like let's say V Friends, they're on Ethereum and stuff. What about somebody who's small, like has a small community, kind of like a photographer that you said? Do you recommend to them to? their projects out on ethereum or do you go on a like a layer two maybe like a polygon or uh maybe solana. beautiful x or something like solana uh what's your what's your take on that every time it's uh it's a questions i find hard to answer and it because if you go on ethereum you will touch uh, more people but if you sell something at 20 dollars and you have a hundred dollars of gas fee well <laughs> You know something as well yeah. so i think a, a good way is to start with polygon or with solana and because you will if you are a starting artist on the with nft you will not be featured on the first page or page of OpenSea. you know so you don't care to bring too many people here if you are doing one art every week you just need one buyers every week so if you go on polygon and you convince people to buy your heart there is no problem people will have their wallet even if they don't have polygon they will swap and get polygon it's matic actually but it's not a big problem so i would recommend to go on poly on matic polygon on solana to start and and to try to sell here and later why not to go back to ethereum you know and for bigger projects, I would recommend Ethereum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was I was thinking about that, right? Like, if you're smaller and you're starting out, and if you generate 
a thousand, let's say just a thousand, not you're not even doing like a ten thousand collection and you're going on Ethereum, I mean you're gonna your pocket you better have deep pockets if you even want to start on there, right? It's not like just yeah, I have I have a hundred dollars, I'm just gonna put everything on Ethereum and <laughs> call it a day. And and you know you are in the US <laughs> and I'm in France and we can probably spend a uh, hundred euros on something. Uh, but there is a lot of artists in other countries when a hundred euros is really expensive. It's really expensive. Yep. So um, yeah, uh, the layer two is great for that. No, thank you. Appreciate that. So going a little bit back to you, and I know we're jumping around a little bit, but right, this is about the builders, right? So how do you personally and I'm, i wanted to ask this before but uh you say you quit social media about like four years ago so i assuming maybe like sometimes it gets too much or maybe like you know there's burnout how do you avoid that in in this space currently like i know you have you have a family right you have kids because it's it's easy i mean i know but just for myself I'm reading stuff and there's so much information coming from every side. And sometimes I just want to like shut everything off. And I'm like, yeah. I have no idea what is happening. Uh, do you have any tips on how somebody can do this stuff, but like avoid that burnout? It's super cool subject here. And, and, and you're right. When I just left every social media, it was because I, I met a burnout and I was also like, uh, well, it's a long story, but uh, I overpromised something and didn't uh, make that happen so uh i was cyber build i i don't know how would you say in english cyber build i don't know uh, with death threats and stuff like this uh, wow. on social media so i had to quit everything and i just quit uh, almost the computer things yeah. <laughs> like just not going here uh it was a hard time but uh, well i i get back and, and when it was it's good but the question about the burnout is really really important a few weeks ago, I had so many, because you opened so many doors, because you have so many conver great conversations with great uh, leaders uh, that want to get you involved in projects and uh, to have uh, this and this. You have so many things in mind. And at one time, it, it could be overwhelmed. You know? And uh, four, five weeks ago, I, I was that, that feeling like, wow, I have to close doors to, to be more focused on my clients first and and on things I want to do. And the thing is that you have to close some doors and by doors, I mean project or opportunities to really focus on one, two or three things that you can schedule in your calendar and to just not put your brain everywhere because in that space, um, everything is fun. Everything is great, yes. you know, uh, and you can do everything. You know, I was talking with, uh, uh play to earn game people, uh, saying, okay, you should play this, play that, uh, you should invest in this. You should do that and this. And one day say, okay, I'm just going to do my Bitcoin and Ethereum thing <laughs> and probably four or five, uh, icons, but I will not do so many. And, yeah. but uh, that's a hard thing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And that's so I'm part of a Charlie Dow. So it's uh, we a community of builders, right? We hang out, we learn together and just try to build projects. So one of the projects I'm working on with um, cool friends of mine are like an NFT 
uh, analyzer, basically doing analysis for an NFT projects and kind of trying to guide the the founders of a community, kind of like give them insights into their projects. So that's one thing we're trying to get out the door. Then, you know, I, I want to learn how to, the games, how they work. So I, I start coding on that. And then also on the side, I want to do, like, I have ideas for an NFT collection. And then on top of that, I have a five-month-old baby. I have my wife. I have my day job. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, I need yeah. to, like, focus one thing at a time. It's everything is shiny and I love everything, but I can't get yeah. to that all of it. And, and everything is interesting is not for bad reason. It's like everything is, is good, actually. And, right. and you know what we say in, in this field? It's like you have your day job and at night you're doing Web3. And there's a yeah. lot of people doing that at night because actually this is a hard step. Now it's getting more and more like uh, obvious that the Web3 is not going to run away. But a few months ago, you were saying, okay, do I quit my job just to go on something that will probably yeah. shut down in a month <laughs> or, or year? So it was a hard for people to say, okay, I'm going all in on Web3. An important thing is to have a family life and work balance and to be able to sleep also because yeah. I, I see a lot of people that don't sleep. And I said this, but this night I had a, a, a white night. This is what we say. I didn't sleep for the whole night because yeah. I was thinking of something and it happens. It happens really often <laughs> in the Web3 space, right? <laughs> right. Uh, no, definitely. Like my wife's like, what time did you go to bed and why? And I'm like, I was working on something and uh, yeah. I really, I love the, the, the JPEGs got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's fun because it's a field that is new and that, people love actually because you don't work at night if if it's boring no. or if you, you don't like it and right. sometimes and you, you know i made this website super folks like in a couple of nights and i was on the floor like <laughs> working <Yeah>. very fast <laughs> and and you don't see the time and you just look at your watch and say okay just four in the morning <laughs> i will have probably to go to sleep now <laughs> right Oh man, it's a it's a good time to be here, and that's what I like about it. Is I was I was too young, and I missed that whole the '90s bubble where the internet was being built. And now this is like we have a chance to to create something from from scratch, and I, I love it. So, what about the people who like you know who look at this space and say like 99% of NFT projects will fail, or all of this is a scam and like I don't, I don't believe in in this. Uh, do you have anything to say to say to them? Basically, like to. I will say to them, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of projects are going to fail. We have to know that it's the far west. Actually, uh, we are in a bubble, and we have to know that there is a lot of money from VC, from investors, from. Uh, project that make millions in, in a few months. Uh, so we know that we are in a bubble and we have to know that. We have to know that one day it will explode. That's it. It will explode. And like the Web2 to, web to, um, bubble, there is a lot of brand and project that you will not heard about in two years. You know, uh, They will just disappear. And so for this, you have to have in mind 
how, and, and we go back to that, but how can I bring value on the long term, on a three years or five year basis? How do I make the community and the people that are buying my NFT, it can be called clients actually, to stick with your brand and with your project. This is really important because your community on Web3 is your value, is really what will stick uh, in the long term. And you have to care for this community, um, but not just for three months, not just for three months. Right. So do you think, and I, I posted about this yesterday on, on LinkedIn, and it was like, do you think if somebody's just doing, like a photographer wants to sell their photos as art, do you think if they're going to make it into an NFT, it should have some kind of utility or can you just sell the art for the heck of it? Oh, you can just sell the art for the heck of the heart. And this is beautiful. Uh, and, and yes, it, it works. And uh, I know a couple of examples, more examples that it, it works. If after that you bring utility, it's not uh, financial utilities or something you give. It could be like access to a Discord where you do uh, ask me anything, where you can um, showcase your your work or how you do it or explain how you work or you can make a video of uh, you shooting pictures or you, you can bring content. It's like a Patreon uh, things. Uh, you reward your community with content that is interesting, you know? Uh, and this is valuable. This is value, actually. And here you create value on with your project. If I follow a photographer and I'm following him in this story and he, where he's going to take picture, why he do that? Why did he choose this? Uh, is if, if he's photographing people, if I can talk with those people or if I can have uh, conferences, this is valuable, you know? And I will be more inclined to, to buy his NFT, her NFT. So do you, do you see, uh, we've been talking about artists and things like that, but what about somebody like me who is like into data science, like doing educational videos and basically for course creators, things like that. Do you think there is space in that, like creating an NFT and stuff like that? Yeah, there is a lot of things that you can do. I think that new platforms will rise when uh, creators will be better paid than now. Uh, and I think that content creation will be better paid uh, and will routed. Um, but you can think of many, many, many things. You can, for example, say an NFT could have access to uh, a Discord, which is a, a university or something. And here you will have valuable information about any subject and people will have to pay to get here and to have these things. And if people don't like it, well, it will resell it, you know? So yeah, you can use this as a entry doors to your content. And also there is, yeah, multiple, multiple things. For example, if you do um, newsletters, on each newsletter, you can have a artwork or drawings or something. And each week, if it's a weekly uh, newsletter, you can put it on like uh, NFT, art NFT, you know? There is a ton of possibilities. And we are just at the beginning and this is really exciting. I like that, yeah. I like that it's it's inclusive space, right? There's room for anybody. You just have to, just have to be creative 
and and figure out how to how do you get a value i mean i know it's easier said than done because right like oh be creative but when it's such a new space it's not easy to be creative right it's a, it's, yeah. it's work and sometimes i i said to my clients or to the people i am talking to maybe you don't need to make your own nft project you know uh, maybe you can just find somebody who do something nice and try to help him you know uh and by helping him her you can learn a lot uh, you can share your experience you can give her your experience giving your experience to create things from yourself it's not the alpha and omega of things you know uh, you can work for the people that have nice projects yeah so how yeah so that's one way to get involved how could how what are other ways to get involved in the web3 community for somebody maybe maybe not even full time maybe like they have some part time they want to get involved in some projects yeah uh, what are some ways i know maybe like uh, the one thing i can think of is maybe helping managing like a community of a discord or something but is there other ways there is multiple ways and um, you can create content you, this is this is great you can share information you can uh, uh, teach people who don't know about web3 it could be your friends your, your mom anybody you can speak about that and this is important um you can yeah as you say go on and say to the founders uh, can i manage can i can i moderate uh, the discord or do something here um you can uh, if if you're developers you can say okay how can i help review the 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 code or something you know how you should ask the founders you know, if a founder have a the project team have a project, you can say, I'm willing to help, even for free and for one hour or two hours per week. What can I do? Uh, is there some room for me? And feel free to ask. You know, they will tell you no, thanks, or yes, you can do that. And here it's a win. You know, yeah, just gotta put yourself out there, and that's what I've noticed. The community seems to be very welcoming and. I don't know too many projects that everybody needs some help, right? There's so many things that need to be done. Usually everybody could could use some help. Um, I was speaking with about that today, but that's funny. <laughs> about, um, yeah, people wanted you to, uh, want you to help and you say, okay. And for, uh, for a founder perspective, for a project leader's perspective, when a lot of people ask you, how can I help? One, it's great because it's uh, it proves that your project has value and is something interesting. But the, on the other side, if you have ten or thousands of people asking you how I can help, you have to manage that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have to put some rooms for them to, and it takes time. So you have to say no sometimes. I think for sure. So yeah, okay. So let's shift gears a little bit. It's still staying in the same dimension, but uh, focusing a little bit on the founder. The one problem I would love to hear your advice from is so in my Discord community or other Discord communities I've seen too, people talk about like when people co-found a project where you have multiple co-founders, there's a lot of times things don't work out based on like maybe how you divide up the project and then one person putting in more work than the other and then the conflicts arise. Do you have any advice I know would be appreciated by a lot of my audience in terms of how the the percentages should be divided or if, is it is it not yeah. percentages uh, or i think that there is no secret and it's like in web 2 you know uh, it's like when you create a startup 
the more you are, the more it's complicated. If you have five partners with 20 persons each, it's complicated. You know, I think the best thing is well, one leader that will take the last call on any decision. This is an important thing. The other thing is how you structure uh, your project. Is it a DAO? Is it a company? Is it a French-based company, US-based company? I, I don't know, Swiss-based or yeah. Cayman <laughs> Island company, you know? Um, and here in the status, you have to write who is in charge of the company, who is the uh, founders, and you split the money already there. You talk about that. The thing is you have to talk about the subject very, very early on. Uh, because in at the beginning of the project, you don't want to talk about that. You want to talk about the idea. You want to talk about uh, how we're going to, going to do that and all the exciting things. And the managing things is not very exciting, right? But right. you have to talk about it very early for every people to be on the same page. And one thing you can do is in the end, what will be the the right things will be the smart contract. You know, it will be on the smart contract. But before that, you can do a moral contract. I call it like this. There is no jurisdictional defense or something like that, but this is a moral contract when everybody signs and say, okay, I agree to be on that project. Do not speak about if we are not going to speak about uh, at that time and to share the, the money that way. And yeah. this will be uh, very early in the project. And also, uh, and it's the same when you build a company, you should say, okay, if it doesn't work, how we are going to separate and, and mm. to split the money. And it should be already there. Like if we fail, are we still going to be friends? Uh, and <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah, but you have to talk about it, yeah. right? Like a prenup. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Who's going to take care of the kids? I mean, hopefully exactly. it never gets there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I, I, people will love that advice because I think like you're saying is nobody wants to talk about it. It's a very tough conversation, but it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, it's like the legal, legal part. Um, nobody wants to talk about it, but yeah, yeah, you will have money. How do you take care of that money? How do you pay the bread in the end? How do you split the money? How does your smart contract work? Do you have a specific wallet for the project? How does it work? And you uh, very early on the project, you have you have to talk about it. It's uh, because if you don't, you will have problem. When there is money, there is problem. Yep. That's for sure. <laughs> Every project, when there is money, there is problem. Yeah. Even if it's your best friend or your mom or your dad or anybody. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're hundred hundred percent right. So I appreciate you sharing that. So you know, we have a little bit about ten minutes left, and the one thing I keep thinking about, and again, right, this is about the builder, is your experience with the whole with EDM industry and stuff. Going to, I, I remember seeing your, I was very impressed seeing your LinkedIn and seeing you, like you've been to different festivals and stuff. So I'm a huge, huge fan. Like as uh, soon as I turned 18, I went to Ultra Miami uh, back in Great the festival. day. And me and my wife have tickets to Tomorrowland for the summer, which has been my yeah. dream ever since I can remember. I'm going uh, to, we should meet. No way. We can do yeah, another podcast sure. from I there. Every, I, I go every year, every year. Wow. 
we're doing I love that. that. This is the best festival in the world, clearly. I ever since I've known about EDM, uh, I've been just listening to for the last 10 years. And at one point I wasn't even 18. So I was like, always wanted to go. And then I didn't have money. And then once I started having enough money, my wife and I bought tickets for the 2020 festival and gets canceled oh. because of COVID. Yeah. So now last year got canceled again, right? And finally this year we have the two tickets and now we have a baby. But we said, <laughs> we said we're not skipping it. So we're bringing grandma with us. She's going to stay in the hotel with the baby while we go to the festival. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot wait one more year because this has literally been my dream forever. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the best event, electronic music festival event in the world, clearly. And I cannot, you cannot compare it with Burning Man. It is not, you cannot compare that because Burning yeah. Man for me, it's not an electronic music festival. There is electronic music, but it's not a music festival. Right. And yeah, it's so great, you know. And the one problem in this festival is that you have at the same time 10 DJs good that you want to hear and you have to choose, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, but that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh -oh. Well, basically, my question was around that. Do you think that side of you and going to these creative festivals, right? Because, you know, Tomorrowland's very creative, even the stages, the design and stuff. Do you think that has shaped you as that person to be more creative on the NFT side? Or how do you think your, your life experience in, on that front have, have shaped you um, into, into this world? I think that um, every experience you have just sh shaped you and... When you see my background, it, it looks like sometimes weird. You know, I make some. I, I was participating to festivals, and I moved to video production, and then I work in a, in an agency, and then I made some game design for big companies, and and then. But in my mind, everything is clear, and and there is always a link between all this, and all this experience brings me today a lot of vision on things you know like uh, artistic vision because uh um i i've been talking with a lot of artists 3d 2d illustrators stuff like this musical things so um yeah video production but also the marketing side of things and how to do a website and how to do the social networks and uh you know mailing stuff well and sales also to be able to talk about a project and to find clients this is though everything is very valuable in your life and uh, every experience is great and even the experience that is not non-professional like uh, if you are in a sport team or something like this you, you can bring that in the project uh, no yeah that's that's very interesting because sometimes i feel like okay maybe this is not i'm doing something in my day job right it's not really taking me because i know long term i definitely want to be in the web3 world but I'm not ready to make that jump yet because I also enjoy my my day job, right? It's not I'm not miserable at my day job, so I'm also enjoying that part. Yeah. So I'm trying like sometimes I feel bad about it. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not giving it my all. But I just guess you, I have to see how I can extract value from there and learn and, and bring it in. Yeah, the and other side. and you don't need to rush things actually because the web3 is going to be there for a long time in different ways it will it will evolve but it's not going to run away no so 
there is a lot of people right now saying, okay, should I quit my, quit my uh, uh, Web2 job to go and jump on Web3? No, it depends on a lot of things. You have a baby, you, you are a father, you have to take care of, of it. Uh, you, you have a, a bills to pay, house, some things. You, you cannot just run away from all of this. And, and also, uh, one important thing um, we can talk about is about when you are in the Web3 industries, don't forget that there 80% or maybe more are not on that field. And, and when I'm talking with some friends, sometimes I say, okay, I should stop talking every time about NFT. <laughs> like this, you know, because it, it's like, they don't care, actually. They don't care. They don't know about it. So wow. yeah, sometimes they ask me questions and I answer, but sometimes I say, just don't talk about this, talk about soccer or anything else you know uh and and it's uh, the same things in a, in a couple uh when your partner is uh, not web3 and you are web3 you should be careful <laughs> <laughs> you should be careful you should really 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 you, yeah. you can mess up something really fast here because you can just talk about nft and stuff all day long and and because you are passionate because it's really interesting for you and not for everybody. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> My wife is going to love that advice because, yeah, definitely, like, every time she's like, what you do, you know, like, oh, this NFT and that NFT. And, and she she's starting to get it. She's jumping on the bandwagon uh, slowly. But I, I'm having, I'm kind of relating to her. Like she likes music and stuff. I'm like, well, what if you could do yeah. this? And your artist gives you this one of a kind access and stuff. She's like, okay, I, I get it. You know, I'm starting to get it. But at the same time, sometimes she's like, you're always like talking about this. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, like two weeks ago, I made a pool on LinkedIn asking, do does your uh, entourage, your family knows what you're doing as, as your day job? And it was like, I think 80% say, no, they don't know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and this is kind of a problem because in this kind of project, if you are an FT project uh, leader or something like this, you want your family and friends to, to, to push you, to be on your side, you know, uh, just don't do it on your side and say, okay, I do something NFT, you know, you, you need help, you need support, you need support from your wife, from your husband, for your, for your kids, you know, um, and you have to talk about it, but not all day long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just wanted to like, yeah, like my wife is totally like, she, she, we have some money as set aside, right? And I think that's a big disclaimer. I think you would back me up on that, especially if you're planning, playing with NFTs and just buying and learning and speculating, play with money you can afford to lose. So we oh, have yeah. like a budget set aside and she's like, with this money, do whatever you want. Hope just like, don't touch anything else. Exactly. Uh, this is really important. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's definitely a risky space. And I used to think that everybody who buys an NFT is a millionaire just based off of like crypto Twitter. And then I really quickly realized that it's not it's not very easy to but if you like buy an NFT and you try to sell it, and there's five thousand, let's say, other ones who are trying to sell theirs as well, and they're all very similar. Unless you go like below floor price or something like that, it's not very easy to get to get rid of it. So I've learned yeah. that it's not a liquid asset as I thought it was. Right? It's uh, it's 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 hard. Yeah, and um, I don't. So I don't do 
NFT buying advice. Uh, never, because I'm I'm myself. I'm not an OG and I'm not an NFT buyers. Uh, yeah. I have some, and but I'm not. I'm not doing that. Um, I have uh, my the money I put from my work. I put it on different things on on crypto and NFT on on the how do you say the on Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the word yeah. English. Yeah, like uh, stocks. Yeah, stocks exactly, uh, and, and somewhere else. But what I will recommend is when you have a project, the first thing is, do you know, the, do you love this NFT, even if it loses every value? Uh, will you be glad to have this object on a, on a screen or somewhere else? Uh, and the second tips is buy two. First, you sell the first one to refund the two one, and you get, keep one. And if it goes up, that's great. If you lose money, well, you already uh, refund your your bank, you know? I love that. And that's been my thing. I bought like one NFT and if it's it's going up in value, I'm like, I can't sell it because, I mean, one thing I want to sell it because I want to get my money back. But then the other thing is I don't want to miss out on potential other games because I really believe in it. And now I'm kind of like stuck with just one of them and the money's just sitting there and I'm like, I'm nowhere right now, right? I yeah. might have been even better off not buying it in the first place because now I'm in like a very awkward position. Uh, so I wish that I knew that advice uh, yeah. when I first bought it. If there is some other advice, try to be on whitelist and on, on the first means, yeah. even if it's some, sometimes hard, but it is where you can do some a little bit of money if money is your thing. Right. Don't buy it three or four days after the launch because sometimes it's where the, the, the market is really high. And after that, you can wait three or four months to buy because you have to see if the project is fine, the founders, the, the community is well and stuff like this. So be aware of the FOMO things and don't don't be stressed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is time, there is time. And if it's not that project, there will be another project. Everything will be fine. And, and yes, you should, this is very, uh, it's like an investment. Um, if you just buy one or two or three NFTs, the probability to lose is high. So, and I don't say that you should do that, but when one people get, can invest in 50 projects or hundred projects, yeah, it will lose on some, but it will win on other. So, and that's weird, but the, the more you have money, the more you will make money. It's capitalism uh, 101, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money makes money, definitely in this space. So not just for the viewers, none of this is financial advice, right? Always no, do your no, own no. research. We have to exactly. we make that disclaimer. We're just here uh, talking about it and learning no, as we go. <laughs> make like do your own research on the screen, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, um, before we go, I have to bring this up. I mean, we haven't discussed if you're a, a soccer fan, but as a as a French person, what happened to PSG, man? What did you see that Real Madrid game? Do you watch soccer or where are you stand in no, that world? I, I um it's not that I don't like soccer, but I live in France so, so I know about it. And I I I've been listening to radio yesterday. And I think it was something huge that <laughs> happened. 
yeah. uh, I heard about the one zero and then in the end three one they, something they like lost, this. They lost three one and like. 10 minutes they got scored on three goals yeah and i heard also the story after the match about the oh, the, the, the team managers and, yeah, and yeah neymar fighting and the, the president going into the locker room that's crazy that's crazy and and yeah sometimes because you have a, a lot of money here you forget that this is a game you know <laughs> it's not a game it's a way of life It's, <laughs> but I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, supporter. I, I like football and I know football because I have some friends and uh, and sometimes I if I want to see them I have to go watch a match a movie yeah, uh, yeah a match. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, yeah uh, you because you live in France you, you know about this. This right. is everywhere. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yesterday is was special like a lot of conversation <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome and then i guess last question uh you say you've interviewed djs and stuff who is like your favorite that you have or maybe like most popular that we i would know that you've talked to or at least uh, if you way. take it was in uh 2011 something like this 2010 if you take the 100 most famous dj at that time I interview almost 80% of that people. So Paul Akenfold, um, Steve Aoki, David Guetta, even Skrillex. Uh, Skrillex if... is my guy. Yeah, but at that time, it was not very famous. And right. it was very funny to, to make an interview of him. But uh, yeah, too many DJs were great. Those people were great. And in fact, we were not the right journalist with the right questions we were just asking funny questions with okay. them and because we made a lot of events we saw them multiple times and you know my name in in french my delphin it's not common it's it's rare um, i uh, probably know one or two delphins and my friend at by that time his name was fulk which is also very very uh -huh. rare So every time we were meeting those DJs, say, okay, this is Delphine Fulk, and, and this is funny. And yeah, uh, and the nicest guy, I think it's probably Steve Aoki. Oh, man. Really cool guy. Uh, works a lot. And I know, I, I love that now he's very involved in NFT, you know. He's going to be at the crazy. VCon, yeah. He's performing at Gary V's exactly. conference. And yeah. He, Wow, you met Skrillex. And Skrillex is like a shy person. And I feel like naturally based on what I know about him. So, yeah. And, and it was not, <laughs> it was in uh, Creamfields in Liverpool. And it was not very famous by that time. It was the yeah. beginning of Skrillex. And I loved what he did. And one other story that is funny I was in the, in the backstage on a festival in Prussia, I think. And I was talking to a, to a, to a guy on the DJ room. And I was talking with him for an hour, probably. And in the end, he say, okay, I have to go. This is my show now. And he just take something. And it was like psh, a dead mouse head. <laughs> it just went on, on the no stage. Way. I say, no way. <laughs> That was crazy. That was crazy. Wow. Man, we're going to have to do a special episode just on, on that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I do have a hundred story to tell if, if you want. <laughs> I, I, I do want. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm very upset that Skrillex doesn't. He, he wasn't very well received at Tomorrowland when he did perform. So he hasn't been really going to Tomorrowland. It's not really his genre. But 
when I went to Ultra Miami, he closed out the festival, and it was like the best set like I've ever seen. But yeah. it's okay. I mean, this year we'll see what happens. Uh, there's X on the lineup. Everybody thinks it's Hardwell making a comeback. I think it's him. I'm hoping it's him. Uh, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. Well, on that note, uh, I really appreciate you uh, being here with me today. I had a lot of fun. Great moments. Yeah, I, I, I learned a lot. Hopefully, uh, the viewers learn a lot, too. And uh, I'll put in the show notes, follow you on LinkedIn. You always put out great resources, and not just yours. You let you let other community members take over your channel, which I think is very courageous. But <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's a it's a great idea. And it's a key uh, of my channel. <laughs> yes. And then I'll see you at tomorrow, and if all goes well. That would be so nice. Yes. Have a great <laughs> bye bye, great time. Thank you.